Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Rich people will spend money on anything. There is a woman in New York who calls herself a professional baby namer. And she charges... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, people. She charges... just want to go in the bunker and sleep. She charges up to $10,000 to name your baby. Come on. Now, she doesn't have any kids herself. She just describes herself as a passionate writer and storyteller who is terrific at branding, marketing, and social media. She has worked as a matchmaker in the past, and she's had the baby name in business since 2015. She has a range of fees. Um, they can go from like 1500 bucks if you just want to have her, her throw you a name, or if you want her to do some research of your history and your family. Right. That's a premium, and that's be up to ten grand. Holy cow. And she's not even promising a very unique name. No. You know, it's not like, name him Ivermectin. Right. You know. <laughs> it, it, could, it could end up with a Chad, basically. But here's, here's my suggestion. If you're having children and you're rich, chances are you're young, which means there's a good chance that money is family money. Mm. If Grandpa Wilbur left you all that money and put you in that place... That kid's name is Will. (laughs) It just saved 10 grand. Yesterday, I have uh, one of those um, uh, leaf blowers and vacuum things. I bought it a few years back, and I love it. And uh, last uh, fall, I guess, as I was uh, wrapping up the season and sucking up leaves, there's a little clip on it that attaches a couple of pieces, and that clip broke. So I went uh, online looking for a company uh, who would either sell me the part or fix it for me. And so I found this place and uh, went deep, deep, deep into the south belly of the schwa diggity. Oh, okay. Oh, I was deep. I was in deep around Ford and, uh, GM. and uh, <laughs> That's really deep. Yeah, that's the whole other all the way, way down into Oakville. Yeah. I got confused. Right. Uh, I thought I was in Windsor again. Um or as they called it, Fords. So weird. They really? put an S on it. I work at Fords. Yeah, they would add an S to it. Yeah, they're weird. They're we're, 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 we're a bunch in Windsor. Yeah, they're very strange. Uh, anyhow, yeah, I, I had, uh, and I don't know that I've, uh, I mean, I've been down around the GM plant. And actually, years ago, did a, a radio show out of the plant. Right. But um, We tried to do that in past years here, but they, they haven't allowed us. Oh, really? Yeah. They let this Toronto station come in, I but know. they didn't allow their local. Anyhow, oh, that's fine. We don't need to do it. Let's not get any ideas. <laughs> We're good. I saw it. It's fine. It's lovely in there. Uh, but, you know, you you uh, unless you have you obviously worked there or you spend any time down around there, uh, the just the massive size and the land... Right. That that uh, GM owns down there. It is insane. Right. Wow. It's just, I mean, I know it's an auto plant. Of course, it's a, and I saw it all in Windsor because they had Chrysler, Fords, and GM. And yeah, they were everywhere. But it's just, it's it's amazing. There's no train system going through it and the whole thing. Yeah. And it's a test track there now and everything too. For, yeah. Uh, it, it, it really is something. And, and at one point was like the, the engine that drives kind of the yeah, of Canadian course. automobile market, right? Yep. Yeah. It was, and starting to breathe life back into it too, which is good. Yeah. They had a big sign hanging down the side of the wall that they're hiring again. Oh, that's a crazy story about how they were basically done and gone and came back. But who knows? 
And yes, yeah, certainly, I guess between Oshawa and Windsor, they were the uh, the automotive uh, capitals, and and certainly they they ran the show for a very long time. It's funny you talk to old timers. When I was in Windsor, this was the case, and I'm sure it's the same here in Oshawa. You go into some local pub, and there's some dude who's been here his entire life and worked at GM, and just the the control that they had and that the unions had over the the entire area. When I went to Windsor, and this was not long ago, this was 06, I remember one of the first things that the uh, general manager said to me when they hired me was, say nothing about the unions. Mm. Don't speak of them, and if you do, it better be pleasant. Because there was just this overhanging fear that they could come and squash you if you were saying stuff that they, they didn't like, you know, because they had so much sway. And, of course, I went the exact opposite way. <laughs> got in it, got into it on the air with people about the unions all the time. Of course. You know me. Tell me I can't do something. <laughs> You're like a ball of sandpaper. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't put your hand in that dog's mouth. All right. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, it all started, I remember, because there was a... What really sent me off was it seemed like everything in Windsor at the time was unionized. And uh, there was a there's a, a, a private golf course called Beach Grove down there. And the employees, like the people who worked in the restaurant, uh, the, the, uh, the, um, the uh, clubhouse, clubhouse and, and, and the halfway house, everybody there was unionized. I thought, I've never heard of this. You know, you're a, you're a waiter in a restaurant making extremely good tips. Right. What do you need a union for? <laughs> and they were on strike. So this private golf course where these members paid to be there couldn't use the facilities. Oh. And that, that drove me crazy at the time, I remember. Anyhow, uh, I didn't last forever in winter. <laughs> <laughs> remember when I had this woman on the air with me once and we got into it. And because, uh, of course, I was going off about something that had happened in town at the time with the unions. And they and, and this is even at a time when they had lost a lot of their control because so many of the jobs had disappeared and all of that. But there was, again, the lifers who still very much believed. And listen, unions have always had a, an important role in, in the workforce. And at one time they were very needed. But there's good and bad about them now. Um, I guess that's true of all things. But uh, this woman uh, said to me... Uh, Remember her saying, uh, you know, everybody should be unionized. It's it's unfair that, you know, Walmart, I remember she used Walmart as the example. Walmart's this company that makes a billion dollars a year, whatever number she used. She said, but they pay their staff minimum wage. And I said, okay, I, I understand that. But if it were you, what should like a cashier at Walmart make? She should, she said, and without a, she wasn't being funny. She didn't laugh. She was dead serious. It, around $80,000 a year because that's just that right. union mentality, right? And I said, well, okay, hold on. That if she makes eighty, what is the manager who probably went to university supposed to make? 300000 a year? Like, <laughs> and some jobs, I'm sorry to say, but some are entry-level positions. Mm-hmm. You're not, okay, you can if you want, but if you want to remain a cashier at Walmart your entire life, that's your decision. It's funny. I got into a very similar argument, and uh, I did it. It was at university. And, of course, I studied politics. One of my professors mm. was Ed Broadbent, mm-hmm. who at one point in Oshawa was a, a local hero right. here, right? Uh, and uh, and was you know federal NDP leader. Well, he was he became a professor uh, after politics and, and, uh, and, and taught a course uh, basically on socialism. Mm. Uh, and... 
and he brought in a, a union leader in order to talk to the class, and we got into it mm. about that same issue, about how, you know, how one owner can make so much money and not, you know, with their employees, and and uh, and we kind of got into the same thing about entry-level positions, and I thought, boy, you know, it didn't it didn't go over well. No. <laughs> did you pass that class? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. Well, you listen... <laughs> Politics is about argument. Good and for so you, though, for standing had, your ground on it. And someone up. And I said, listen, I, and, and I gave the example of, of my own life here with, mm. you know, what about doctors, mm-hmm. right? And, and I'm saying, well, they should be unionized as well. And, and uh, you know, because just the way that the union always backed, no matter what. And I've mm. seen a lot of it, you know, growing up with friends I bet. who have, uh, you know, uh, not been model uh, employees, but still uh, <laughs> had a great life. Yeah, you know, we celebrated 420 this week. Mm-hmm. They celebrated it every shift, <laughs> and yet still never found themselves in a problem. Yeah, no, uh, I know. You know, and I find I found that uh, you know that was one way I, I certainly you know ground to a to a halt in that class yeah. and and really stood up and another example of, it, of that I that always kind of drove me nuts about it was always the buy local growing up in Oshawa sure. was, you know there were stickers on cars and license plates that were you know buy local support local cult like right and then I went to buy it was working here at the radio stations and went to buy a car mm. at a local dealership it was like, oh, good for you for supporting local. This comes with a year of satellite radio from the U.S. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> so right. Here you are saying buy local, buy local, buy local, and yeah. you throw an American radio station in it and are pushing it. Yeah, I, you know, I and I, I could only, um, I mean, I grew up in Brampton where the uh, only auto industry was the AMC, the American market. Right. So it didn't do, actually, I think it was a Ford facility of some sort when I was growing up, but it certainly, the West End was not dominated by the auto industry, and uh, I could certainly appreciate after being in Windsor, and, and uh, obviously for you, because as you grew up here, uh, even it was probably, I mean, I'm sure it was very strong in the 80s when you were growing up. But, oh, everyone, but, a lot of my friends, most of their parents were. And you just couldn't employed. say anything. Like yeah. if you were a union guy, you were a union guy. And if you weren't, you were the enemy. No, they said basically. a lot until. But, but you couldn't. Yeah. You know, you were just forced to take it. And I and I certainly always uh, felt for the kind of a common guy who wasn't a union guy, who worked for a company that wasn't unionized. Right. To have to deal with that all the time must have been just numbingly painful. I think, you know, and now certainly with with it not being such a powerhouse in the area, it's interesting to see, um, you know, you know the recent case of problems within the mm-hmm. union, with the union leadership getting caught with yeah. you know, hands in cookie jars, perhaps that, no, it, that sure. it, you know it, it really does because yeah, when you grow up in that union mentality mm-hmm. and it kind of you know it, it it really was in some senses cultish in the way that it was. Uh, oh sure, you were in or you weren't you know, propagandized, yeah. but you know there it was. It, it's interesting to see now how people have kind of fallen back and said, nah, I was never really that happy mm. with the people who were leading it, but they enjoyed the benefits of it. Well, no, yeah, and, and if you're in, you do, you have no other choice. It's not like you can't right, look yeah. at GM and say, nah, I think I'm going to go my own way. Yeah. I'll fight my own right. battles. Thank you. And whenever we can, fellas, we'd like to uh, share a story with you. Make your life seem so much better. A lot of times we're in the dumpers, we're in the downers. We, we look around and we think, why? Why? Why me? Why do I have it so rough and everybody else seems to have it going on? <laughs> That's not the case. Okay. However bad it is for you, somebody's got it worse. Here's a story to make you feel better. Make this a good Thursday. 
Now, we've all heard of freak injuries happening during a certain adult activity. You know, we get a little rambunctious. Sometimes you can throw at a hip or something. But it's rare when you hear anything happening during solo mode. Oh, okay. You know, aside from a little tennis elbow, perhaps. Right. A uh, 20-year-old man suffered a rare lung injury recently while pleasuring himself. A lung injury? Yes. He experienced chest pains and severe shortness of breath and went right to the hospital. I don't know if he finished before he went to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Now he's just frustrated and can't breathe. He was pointing the way. Yeah. Apparently a, uh, this isn't good, apparently a pocket of air had leaked from his lungs and became lodged in his rib cage and then started spreading around his body and even up into his skull. Holy cow. Sounds terrifying, right? He spent one night in the ICU, but the uh, treatment worked and he was eventually discharged after spending three days in the hospitals. Doctors say this kind of thing can happen during rigorous exercise or violent <laughs> coughing fits. <laughs> apparently it's the former. Uh, it's very uncommon, but it can happen to anyone. Now, this has occurred during sex, but it's the first known case of it happening. <laughs> so low. So low. <laughs> Rigorous exercise? Yes. He's, <laughs> he's uh, set a record, at least. I mean, I guess he's got bragging rights. He's the first. Almost gave himself a heart attack. Well, I mean, good for him for being honest. Yeah. You know, because when the doctor comes in and says, you know, what were you doing? Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just sitting there. Minding my own business, doc. <laughs> so, yeah, just uh, watch out. Okay. Take your time. <laughs> Light a candle. Put on some mood music. You don't have to go at it like a whack-a-mole. <laughs> Do you have a... Uh... A twin in your life. Do you know people with uh, with a twin in their life? Well, you could share this story with them if they wanted to try to pull this stunt. Um, there's a woman who's asking for some advice online after her fiancé pulled a, a fast one to get out of seeing her family. Uh, you know, she, uh, she had been planning for some time to uh, have this big family reunion after the pandemic and all. And so she was very excited about it. Everybody was going to gather. Her fiance didn't want to go. <laughs> that that's got to be a bit of a, a warning, All right? Sign right there. I think he's only the fiance, and he's already fed up with yeah. his in-laws. Okay. I mean, I know. Listen, in-laws, you fall in love with someone. They're just part of the package. It doesn't mean you have to fall in love with them. But in that phase, you're still trying to impress. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I think if we're all honest, there's probably some of our in-laws that. We could take her leave. Right. <laughs> I, it really drives me crazy. People are like, oh, no, they're, they're all the best. They're the greatest. I love them. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends, too, on how much you see them. Right. 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 Like, on a regular basis, I would see Adrian's extended family once a year. All right, right. Right. So Adrian must hate your family. Because <laughs> don't you all share a band like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, anyhow, so this this woman's all excited. She's probably talking to her fiancé about this party all the time. Um, and so 
he eventually agrees. All right, I'll go. But he says he's going to drive separately, which would, again, well, wouldn't she say, well, why? Right, yeah. What's the, it's not like you're working well, and you're coming later. excuse, like she was going the day before, wanted to spend some extra Maybe. time. He yeah. would just come for the party kind of thing. Ro- probably. That's okay. probably the out. Okay. So cut to the actual party. She says she, uh, he showed up on time, hung out with her family, and seemed like he was having a good time. Then she realized what was going on. Her fiancé has a twin brother who looks just like him, spot on, and he sent his brother there to fill in for him. (laughs) What did he have to promise his brother to do that? Wow. She realized it was the twin, but didn't say anything until the party was over. She drove home, found her real fiancé sitting on the couch playing a video game. (laughs) The set of stones on that guy. Yeah. And uh, he acted like a, um, and he acted like he had beaten her home from the event. She asked if he had a good time at the party. He said yes. He played along. Yeah. Then she confronted him and asked him the name of the cousin he had just met. So he knew he was caught. Now, here's where he dropped the ball. We have something called texting. You could have been in touch with your brother the entire time. Right. Yeah. And he could have filled you yeah. in on details or, like or that. Or ride home. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he knew he was caught, and then he just started laughing. She didn't find it funny, kicked him out of the house. Now her family knows and hates him for it. But he says it was just a harmless prank, and uh, he's mad at her now for making a big deal of it. Oh, that's good. That's a, that's a bold strategy. Yeah, yeah. Go defense. Yeah, go go a full-on offense <laughs> for defense. Wow. What a stunt, huh? <laughs> You're going to pull that and say, oh, it was just a harmless prank. Yeah. Wow. You know what the brother should have done that went to the party? He should have said to his brother, you're not going to believe what happened. She got hammered at this party. <laughs> we ended up having sex in the barn. <laughs> <laughs> then see how funny he finds it. It is Earth Day. Uh, will we celebrate? I'm just going to drive around spraying ozone. My hairspray cans out the window. Go free basin for a little bit. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to all the fast food joints, get all the uh, containers and wrappers, and throw them out my window after I finish eating. To find an old McDLT. Yes. Remember that? Yeah, they were great. Hot side hot, cold side cold. Yeah, that's big, sh- massive piece of styrofoam. That's a, that was a shocking invention. Right. Keep the meat warm <laughs> and the condiments cold. <laughs> Way to go there, marketing. Uh, it was a good burger, though. Um, so it is Earth Day. And with that, the most forested country in the world is... <sighs> not good. It's not good. No, no. Russia. Oh. Hey. 815 million hectares. Brazil is second... I always find it funny that Brazil is second or anything about Brazil in the rainforest, and yet a Brazilian takes it right down to the wood. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> some will say that's exactly what they're doing with the rainforest. <laughs> then Canada and the U.S. Uh, follow uh, Brazil and uh, Russia. Um, now, speaking of Earth Day, humans, we're horrible. You know, we're just 0.01% of all the life on Earth. Uh-huh. We're, we're very small. We're a speck. Yes. But we've destroyed 83% of all the wild mammals and 50% of all the plants. Uh, We're the worst. We do some damage. We're really the worst. Even worms are crawling around going, what are these humans doing? Well, stepping on them is one thing. Yeah, squashing them. Or using them to fish. I know, terrible. Someone just grabbed you and threw a hook in your mouth and (laughs) tossed you in the lake. Uh, There are 421 different words for snow in Scottish. Oh, yeah. A lot of them are probably swear words. Probably, even though Scotland only averages about 15 to 20 snowy days a year. 
There's a myth that lobsters are immortal because they don't show any signs of aging and seem to only die from external causes. They do produce an enzyme that repairs their cells and helps their DNA to replicate indefinitely. But they can die naturally. It just takes a while. Some lobsters can live to be 100 years old. Wow. Well, they're not immortal because quite a few have been served up on plates mm-hmm. and buffets over the years. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's why they say they, uh, they do die from external causes. Right, yeah. That's what happens. We boil We them. are that external cause. Yeah, again, there's a lobster <laughs> minding its own business, doing its own thing. We decide to pluck it out of the ocean, ocean and boil it alive. They probably imagine that because, well, they stopped the boiling now, right? Yeah, so they said that's have. cruel. Yeah. Uh, and the lobster can feel it. And when you think of the poor lobster, you know, he's been taken out of the water, put into some styrofoam and rubber bands around yeah. his claws. He thinks it's going to be a pet. Maybe he's like, finally, they're going to put me back in some water. Mm-hmm. And then, ouch. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. We're terrible. There's a term for anger provoked by difficult to open packaging. It's called rap rage. And no, it's not mad at the music. It's <laughs> mad at the packaging that you cannot get to the toy for your kid or whatever you've been trying to... And you almost take off your finger. You're using uh, knives and scissors. Oh, and, some of that hard plastic? Yeah. It's funny. They do sell a cutter for that hard plastic, but it comes in <laughs> that hard plastic, <laughs> which kind of seems like the ultimate cruelty. The poop emoji and the vanilla ice cream cone emoji are identical shapes. Mmm. Uh, right. The only difference are that, the, of course, poop is brown and it has eyes and a mouth and it doesn't have a cone at the bottom. Right. So it could have very easily become the chocolate ice cream emoji. Yeah. yeah Although that poop emoji is getting a lot of use these days, thanks to Johnny Depp. I bet. Yeah. That poop emoji is just a little smaller than the one that was left <laughs> on the bed, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, they're saying now whoever did it, Amber, used like the sheets to clean up. Just gross. Oh. Yeah. So it wasn't oh, just the poop. It was. Man. Yeah. It's just animal. Again, humans. Horrible. Uh, speaking of your butt, if you break wind when you're naked, it can actually spread germs in the air and could contaminate food that's nearby. As long as you're wearing clothes, they filter the germs so you'll be safe to let her rip. So if you're oh. thinking of that naked brunch this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> There's a restaurant you should open. Who the hell's walking around nude, farting near food? That's gross. Uh, when you earn a PhD in Finland, you don't get a diploma. You don't just get a diploma. You also get a hat and a sword. A sword. The doctor's sword is a symbol for the scientist's fight for what he or she, in in rigorous research, is found to be good, true, and right. <laughs> also screams nerd alert. <laughs> All the years of education, they give you something they got at the dollar store for a buck. <laughs> Uh, the bunny ears hand gesture, you know, the one that looks like peace from the... Oh, when you're taking hand. a picture? Uh, yeah, when you put up the bunny ears behind right, somebody's gotcha. head. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That hand gesture, originally called the cuckold horns. Pardon me? The cuckold horns. Uh-oh. And people who held it up behind a guy's head uh, knew his wife was cheating on him. Wow. How, again, humans, horrible. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just take him aside and say, I'm a friend, i got to tell you something. Instead, you're telling the whole world and mocking him. <laughs> that and wasting a photographer's yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> Look, yeah. Back in the day when, you know, he had one shot to take. That's it. The electricity it takes to charge your phone every night for a year costs about 50 cents. Okay. That's it and that's all. Can live with that. Yeah, that's fine. Of course, it doesn't help that you probably got 90 phones charging every night. (laughs) (laughs) There are about 82 million Korean people in the world, and all of them just use 250 last names. Right. Hmm. Yes. And we still get them wrong. Yeah. 
And uh, finally, the flag that the Apollo 11 astronauts planted on the moon came from Sears. <laughs> a NASA employee <laughs> bought it off the shelf for $5.50. Right Last before, minute purchase? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> you would have thought along the checklist of all the things that yeah. go into a NASA like launch. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, first trip to the moon. Yeah. Anyone thought about getting a flag? I would take some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> Depends. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.